Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello, I am Jess Lose, your guest host this week's the week of November 14th. Miss Molly Butts is out on vacation, hopefully enjoying a uh, tasty beverage. Hopefully it's a cold one sitting on a beach somewhere, but she's out of the office. So I get to sit in and help out with the Lumber Connection podcast. As always, we're joined by Ken Timmons and Justin Benning with American International Forest Products, AIFP, and we'll get right to it. Thanks for joining us again, gentlemen. Hey, happy to be here. Yeah, good to see you, Jess. So... I guess, you know, we were kind of talking just beforehand, what's, what's been going on? It, it kind of still, sounds like it might be a little stale, it might be a little just business as usual. What's, what's been going on in the lumber world? Yep. The saga continues. Um, stale is definitely one way to put it. I've called it that over the last few weeks, but more realistically, it's, uh, you know, it's just not, uh, dramatic in either direction right now. There is business out there. The business environment feels a little different than, you know, previous episodes. Just in the fact that there are some guys slowing down in certain markets, other markets are staying pretty hot. I'm seeing a lot of my trust guys exploring the opportunity to expand into the wall panel sphere and kind of change their machinery and look at some new products. So I think that's pretty exciting. Um, at least out in the West, I see that quite a bit in the West. Lumber prices in general are still drifting down, especially cord stock. Um, web stock is going to be cheaper than cardboard any day now. So I, it can't go that much further, but I don't see a reason for it to go back up at the moment. You know, Jess, you mentioned as we talked before the podcast a little bit, the this time of the year, mid-November is kind of calm before the storm. Um, and I'd say even sometimes by this point, the storm's starting to brew. I mean, November, December, are typically really good months in the lumber world. And last year we were certainly, I'd say even just after Halloween, it really started going. And this year's not, not following that pattern yet. There's potential for it too, as mills reduce production and take downtime through the holidays. You know, I got a few emails today from mills saying, Hey, Thanksgiving, we're done. Christmas, we're done. And the week prior, we're going to you know, paint the mill all over again. So there's some of that coming up, which will definitely be felt in the marketplace, but there's really no, you know, in the fear, need and greed scale of things, there is no fear of not being able to get lumber. So people aren't jumping at it or building large inventories. Um, there is some need and I would say there's really not much greed at the moment either. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I you know, this kind of recap in the last couple of weeks, you know, one obviously big industry event, we had uh, Nala this past week, felt like we kind of had a real busy start early in last week. And then as people started leaving their desks. Uh, heading out of town for warm weather, the week got quiet, um, you know, just both from a mill and customer level. So obviously a big, big industry event, a lot of people out of their desks. I was kind of wondering what this week would feel like, everybody back in their desks, maybe that positive energy, which is created from some of those types of events and then excitement, come back to their desk. Haven't felt it, pretty lackadaisical week. You know, stale is one word, I call it a grind. Definitely just feels like you kind of a slug fest every day, um, and trying to, uh, procure business. So in terms of the market overall strength, when we talk about, you know, the, the calm before the storm, yeah, we've seen that historically, you know, we have gotten some traction this time of year and it's carried us through the first, first quarter of the following year, but this one's a little bit different, you know, and obviously we've, everybody knows economically some of the challenges we're facing and, and that's, I don't, I think with those headwinds that we're, we're dealing with is really took the buyer to 
stay in a place of, of comfort, um, which is managing their inventory in a, in a lighter level than they have many, maybe in years past. And Ken touched on that fear, need, and greed. And he's absolutely right, right? We, we talked about it also um, over the last few months. Supply, where it went from, we may never get any more wood, and oh my gosh, and never going to get anything. It's so hard to find, to I can always get wood, and it's super easy to get. And yeah. you know, so Mills, Mills are calling us. Hey, we got, we got time for new customers. You know, so we kind of flipped the script there. So I don't see myself that at least through the first quarter of this year, I don't see a whole lot of drastic change. Now, milk curtailments, obviously something we've got to keep an eye on and any other external factors that could, could create some knee-jerk reactions and maybe push uh, the market to and give it some momentum. But right now, I think we're going to stay in kind of the similar cycle that we've been, which is kind of four weeks off, two to three weeks on and rinse, wash, repeat. I think, and I've, I've touched on this before too, but you know, our under industry is really the front line and saving our economy. We're keeping, we're getting out of hand in terms of inflation, right? So that's the battle we're facing. And I, and again, I think the builder, you know, us as a whole, we haven't, we're not overbuilt. We're not in a situation with, um, you know, where the builders are really, they're overbuilding. And so I think even if we do have this more challenging period, I think there's a, a, a bright, uh, a bright side, um, at the end of the road here. So totally agree. Yeah, I think we're very, we're poised, obviously, with the vacuum that's been had over the last couple of decades, the need for housing and that we are underbuilt, we're going to, you know, be just fine. But anyway, so more micro trend right now in terms of pine in the South, stress grades continue to be very difficult to find, a little more readily available in the forage. But anytime you get into that six inch and wider, as folks have become aware, I sound like a broken record. It's a very, very difficult trade, very tight in terms of uh, product availability, that tightness in those stress grades has led to substitution in the upper grades in number one. And we have definitely a, a tighter across the board there as well, but you can find it. You're going to have to dig a little deeper and harder, but you can get it. The bright spot really, or the change that we've had in over the last three plus weeks has been in that odd number two grade, whether it's six inch, eight inch, 10 inch, 12 inch, uh, definitely found some traction. You know, mills have, have done a good job, I think, of, of keeping the price stabilized. Uh, we've seen that on Random Lakes Print. With that said, I don't have a lot of faith that that's going to last too much longer. Uh, now, mills do have some scheduled downtimes with the holidays coming up. So that plays a factor. They are leaning on order files one to two weeks, and then you get some downtime in there. So there's a little strength at the mill uh, with those factors added in. So we'll kind of wait and see. But I expect things to to be relatively kind of lackadaisical. Um, I think you'll have the ability to to get most things outside of those stress grades. Might have to dig hard and deep to find the item that you're looking for, but I think you can for the most part. To dig in a little bit on MSR, do you think if the mills were to build it, would they come? Would if they were to produce a little bit more, do you think it'd be bought up? And is that something they could do to in these times kind of pivot, or do you see them just kind of status quo and take what you get and? Well, it seems like that. Um, I mean, I've asked those questions and it's hard to get a straight answer, but I think that with the uptick in housing that we saw through, through these last couple of years, I think a, we haven't grown the basket from a stress grade. We've grown overall production. We've lost a lot of production out of other areas of the world. When you talk Western spruce or Eastern, and now we haven't lost much Eastern, but we lost a lot out of the West, uh, whether that's Canada or along the I-5 corridor. 
I think there's less stress grade being produced and there's a, there's, there's more demand for it, bottom line. Um, and we haven't added any production there, at least not sizable. So right now I think it's econ 101. I mean, it's just so supply and demand and there's not, there's just not enough to answer your question. If the mills could make more, I think absolutely they'd be selling more. Now, obviously there'd be a point where it's supply and demand that would level out. I would think at some point, but right now. Without a doubt, if I could get my hands on some MSR, I wouldn't have it for very long. So outside of that, and just kind of overall consensus, I'm not hearing like there's a lot of risk one way or another. If somebody's strategy was to pile it high and let it fly, they'd be okay right now getting in. Or if they wanted to wait, you know, there's not a lot of urgency there either. Is that fair? I think that's super fair. This morning, I've made a few graphs on um, long-term trends, year, one year, five year, that kind of thing as did some of the other traders on our floor, just kind of examining the market over the years, according to random links print. And that, I mean, on certain products, not all products, but certain products were below where we've been in the last two, three years in terms of um, mill price and still trending lower. So, I mean, there's not a ton of risk from the perspective of this is cheaper than it's been for the last few years. It could go lower, sure, but I mean, you can only get so burnt from a pan that's, you know, 115 degrees. It's, it's just not the capability to get super burnt really just isn't there. Uh, but what you're saying, I completely agree. There's not, I mean, if it's not like you got to buy it today or you're out until Valentine's day, I mean, it's likely still going to be available to some extent. No product is, you know, extinct and Justin touched on it. I'd say pine MSR is probably the toughest item in the market right now of, of any of the products. For MSR is sort of tight, but you can pretty much get the grade and dimension you're looking for. Maybe you need to be a little flexible with Pally, but there's really not many headaches out of the West on it. All right. So let's talk about our friends in the, uh, the transportation end of things. How, how's everything looking there? Are we prompt or are we, we need to be looking out for transportation? Much better than obviously it was, you know, a year or so ago. And, uh, but you just, we're seeing a lot of fluctuation, no consistency in terms of, uh, the cost for transportation right now. Does it have a direct correlation to capacity? I don't think so. I think it's more of a fuel thing at this point. So you're just seeing some lanes, you know, it's like, well, you're losing X this week and you're like, okay, cool. Like we're making some headway. And then the next week comes and you're like, wait a second, I'm, I'm paying X amount more. What happened? It's like, well, fuel or this or that. So it's, it just doesn't seem steady in terms of the cost of it. It's very much like the market and products and species where not, not one, two things are the same right now. Everything is, is in its own kind of sphere right now. Um, certainly nothing moving in unison. So you're, we're seeing some really aggressive rates out of certain locations on longer hauls where you're like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's as cheap as I've ever seen it, you know, dating back pre-pandemic. And then there's another lane where you're like, why does it cost so much to go 13 miles, right? And it's like, this is crazy. Um, so, but overall, as far as getting product move, I'd say it's pretty darn good. Yeah, Time-wise yeah. is, is right. no headache. Yeah, but I agree, it's expensive. And I, honestly, I think trucking aside, I think in general, expensive fuel is probably here to stay for a few more years. I mean, I don't expect out here in Oregon, gas prices are probably five and a quarter, something like that. Anywhere from five and a quarter to 550. Right. And I bet we probably stay pretty high for a while. I don't see that fuel. Not uh, with, with, yeah. I mean, not right. to make this a political podcast. But we're all yeah. thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> we're all I mean, thinking it. 
yeah, if we want to become energy independent again, when we can see, we know what our gas prices right. look like. But if we're not, then so, take, to your point, yeah, that's what we're going to look right. like. So we had leadership change at some point. Um, maybe that happens quicker, but yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think you're right, man. Right. And to Jess's question, I mean, like availability is good. Prices are bad, but I think that's probably the trend sure. until something big happens. I mean, and you never know, truckers go on strikes almost every year I've been in the business. Things happen, but overall it's okay. Rail too. I well, mean, I think rail. It's, it's part of the cycle of buying and the segments that are buying. Right. So when you have everybody, right, when this market was raging and prices are well over a thousand dollars, everybody needs the product. Everybody's in at the same time. There's not enough trucks. It's a warehouse fire. Right. Right now it's, you know, if you've got five major segments, two are in, three are idle. Those two go idle. Another one steps in idle, two more pop. It just kind of this cycle. Right. And so there's, there seems to be a good balance in, in terms of who's in buying versus capacity that's available. Now you get all five in, you'd be like, oh, dude, it's going to take three weeks to get your thing moved. It's prompt, but, you know, trucks are as tight as we have ever seen them. Yeah. There's 400 loads on the open board that are sitting down there in, this, in that region, and there's 20 getting moved today, right? So, but we're yeah. not, that's not where we're at right now. So market stays the same. I think capacity will probably kind of run how we've seen it and probably stay in line, so. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, listening to the podcast over the, the last few, several months, you know, it seems like anxiety's down. Things are, you know, kind of, I guess people should probably enjoy this if they, they don't like the stress or they don't like the angst, you know, probably, you know, take a few minutes and, and enjoy it because it's probably going to change. You know, something's going to happen where it'll get upset again, whether it's now or a couple months from now. But before we head out, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Any turkey day plans or anything there to, to jump into? No. No, I don't want to, but I think that's a great statement though, Jess. I mean, it really, it's kind of spot on because like I said, I think we're still poised. I mean, we kind of saw what happened to us when we had demand for really at one point, you could have said we had demand for 2 million stars. I mean, you saw what happened. It was madness. Um, so our still where we are as a industry, whether that's labor, trucks, rail cars, we're still not in a spot. And even if two years from now we get demand for one seven, one eight, one nine, whatever that number is, I think we're still facing a lot of challenges that can take prices back to some places that are extremely uncomfortable. So, anyways, but I, I just think that's a it's a it's a it's a wise statement. Yeah, sure. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday. They were asking, hey, you know, friend from out of town, hey, how's lumber, this, that? And I go, you know, it's 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 good. It calmed down a little bit, but really. I mean, if you think about it, I think it was last week, the world population surpassed 8 billion people, 8 billion. And by 2035, they estimate we'll crest 9 billion. It's another billion people in the next 13 years. That's crazy. And I, I explained it to my friend who asked about the lumber market. And so I said, yeah, you know, it's, it's a little slower, but I would say out of the next 20 years, 14 of them are going to be kind of crazy. Yeah. I think. You know, we're just kind of in a, a digestive spot. So we're definitely underbuilt. And but we talked about of, that super cycle, you know, for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that we started to see the head of that. It's still there. Yeah, we got a little <laughs> a little window into it. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that's gone. It's not like every, every you know, 20 to 30 year old kid you meet. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I don't need a house. It's cool. Everyone is thinking it like, hey, I got to buy a, a, you're either thinking you need to buy a house or an investment property. Sure. You know, and everyone's planning for it and it's, it is pent up. So, um, 
to your point, Jess, yeah, I mean, it's a system that's pretty uh, quiet at the moment, but it's it's got some legs underneath it. Well, I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. You know, with that, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit brief. Looking forward to our next installment of Lumber Connection next time. Thank you, gentlemen. And until then, we will talk to you later. Thanks, cool. Jess. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.